0: But what amazing, what you were um, talking about, so cool, that God's love is amazing. So I was bought uh, in the brothel, but the family business. And it's very important what uh, brothel you end up in because a brothel, uh, because the girls who came with me, they died, they went missing, never seen again. And um, I actually... had the bodyguards you know i knew that i was not free but nobody could rape me or beat me to death so one time one of the bodyguards um shared the gospel with me during the day and i realized if you guys like ever have like this feeling oh i cannot talk about jesus because i'm in some place or whatever so this guy was ministering to the girls and the way he spoke about relationship with God and how he been prosecuted and he was Russian as well so he was speaking my language oh, my and um, the coolest part that the way he behaved that's what attracted me because up to that time I never met men like this
1: Welcome back to the Sisters Let's Talk podcast lounge My name is Lucia and we have... I'm Fumi. Fumi here today. And we also have a special guest. Uh this up uh, in this. So we have Lena, who is an author that we're going to introduce into this new year. But Fumi, do you have anything to say before we introduce our author?
2: I just want to say lean into the story, lean into this conversation, because it has everything you need to motivate inspire and just bless you this new year and open your mind out to something that I that we believe God has for you to listen to and hear because I am blown away by the story and I believe you will too so welcome Lena to this conversation
1: we continue our conversation with Lena Cebula, author of the book Miraculous.
0: When he asked me to write the book and I couldn't get away from seeing the image, it has to be a master color because it's it's fate. When you have a master, it's small, teeny tiny fate. Everything is possible. And that picture, actually, this is my jewelry. He gave me that image too because he said... You're my treasure. You're priceless mm-hmm. to me, and oh, it's yeah. so cool that I actually so took. It. Yes, this is my actually my wedding um, process as well, and it's so interesting that I took probably 20 pictures with my on the floor in front of the window, and um, that time in my publisher it was the like hurricane season or something like that, so they have a computer crash. So they got only one picture. And I said to the guy, what picture is this? He said, I don't know, it's jewelry on it. I'm like, okay, that's the picture. I do believe God chosen that. And when I said to them, it has to be a master, no green, no yellow, have to be master color. And when I opened the box and moved the paper and saw this book, my heartbeat stopped for a second. And God said, see, I told you, just trust me. And now I have that book in my office. Every time I come, I'm like, that's the promises of God. That's like, honestly, that's for me to see. And how he's like, he just changed my life with this book. So that's what the power of the story. But what amazing what you were um, talking about. So cool that God's love is amazing. So I was bought um, in the brothel, bought the family business. And it's very important what uh, brothel you end up in because brothel. Uh because the girls who came with me they died, they went missing, never seen again. And um I actually had a bodyguard, you know, I knew that I was not free, but nobody could rape me or beat me to death. So one time one of the bodyguards, um share the gospel with me during the day. And I realized if you guys like ever have like this feeling, oh, I cannot talk about Jesus because I'm in some place or whatever. So this guy was ministering to the girls and the way he spoke about relationship with God and how he'd been prosecuted and he was Russian as well. So he was speaking my language. Oh, wow. And um the coolest part that... The way he behaved that's what attracted me because up to that time I never met men like this in my life. Men is like brutal, angry, um, drunk, um, on drugs, uh, violent. You know, like um, I don't know, cursing and like it's—it's it's all like bad, bad image of the man. But he—he he was always smiling I'm like oh my gosh like what is this how like it's not the happy this is like first time I encounter joy I never saw a person like this and you know what's co- cool about was that it was all the time you know like I would understand today you have a good day and you kind yeah. of pump, but tomorrow you have a crappy day and you like barking and stuff like that but no, he was dealing with the problem with the same smile. I'm like, just
2: wipe this smile. And what he was this? the bodyguard at, yeah, he was at the, bodyguard. the brothel or for at your own? Okay. Wow. And
0: what was interesting, too, I'm like, uh, sometimes people ask me like, so how does Christian end up in the brothel? I'm like, honestly, it's so interesting because they came to Israel because. Um, of his wife being Jewish, and she actually got a good job, an apartment, and he couldn't find a job. And he said, like, I have two gifts, and I need to provide. So this is only one thing that was available. I'm thinking, like, do you ever, like, I hope, like, I meet him again one day, and and just thinking, like, he planted those seeds of faith into me, because before that, I was like baptized orthodox, like when I was seven days old, didn't help me anyhow. nobody ever have any relationships with with God or anything like that, but so interesting though that he brought me a kid's Bible, he was talking about God so much, and then my grandfather had a heart attack, and I knew that if he passed away his his wife, my grandma would pass away, and I gonna be like alone in this world because my parents was. Not in the picture, like I hated them, like for everything that that happened to me. Well, I blamed them for a very long time that they screw up as the parents, and that hate like literally like was like a fire in my soul. But what interesting though, he offered me to go to Jerusalem to Welling wall to pray, so guys, God took me from the brothel, walk around where Jesus walked. And he brought me to the wall where Jesus pray to ask for my grandpa life, and, and I did not. Know. I did encounter Holy Spirit, and I was saying to my friend like, how come like I didn't have a Jesus in my heart? How did how? But I'm hundred percent sure because I did encounter Holy Spirit through my uh, Christian life, and I know exactly what happened to me that time. And she said god saw your heart and it was pure and that's Amen. what my employer so god saw not what i'm doing but who mm-hmm. i am inside and yeah. now like this almost 20 years later i'm as close as what he's seen me i still have lots of work to do but i'm i'm on that path you know to to change but the fact is i i I touched the wall where the Jesus was and I just I didn't know how to pray but I was pleaded for for God, for my grandfather's life and when I was done like first of all how I know that this was holy spirit that was like fully full body experience it was long time past. I was crying I was like mumbling something but I know that it was words
2: mm-hmm. my body
0: was shaking and it was sixty degrees outside. It was so hot, but the wall was cool. My mind was so calm. It was, it oh, was wow. such an amazing experience. Trust me. And I literally, like, I never experienced anything like this with drugs. But I do. Like, it was such an amazing feeling And when I was done. I knew that everything's gonna be okay. I I knew hundred percent everything's gonna be okay. And peace, like I never experienced peace like that before that too. That was mm-hmm. a huge component too because that's what happened when I give my life to Christ and pray the prayer of salvation and that peace, I already felt there. So I kind of like, oh, wow, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And the same body experience. And like it's that's how I know that it was Holy Spirit. So honestly, if you think that you fall so so far that like you cannot get up and God's not gonna love you, trust me. If you start doesn't matter like how long you know God or if you read Bible or never like heard about it. Start where you are. Please, like you know, if you're in the end of your rope and thinking like, oh, you know what? He's like somewhere this omnipotent God that never cares because he's busy with other people, like my father said. He's like too busy for me. So trust me, he's not too busy for you. And he loves you so much. And he wants you to go back into relationship for your own sake. Yeah, absolutely. There really- a, um, my uh, brother, like uh, I said uh, before, was bought by the family business. So actually, when I all pay off the the dues, like military time over, um, almost two years later, um, I just said I'm done, and they give me opportunity to leave, and so in, they let me okay.
2: go. I want people to hear this: like brothel life is not that you, like, so, what what does it look like in in like when you say you were in a brothel? What does that mean?
0: Well, this is like exactly how you guys sitting and I've seen on TV
2: It's mm-hmm. this
0: big, um, rooms. We actually were living there as well. So it's like almost like a hotel, uh, and, uh, the guys come in, like you sit all in the big red couch and they just come in like on the market and they would buy you and they would pay for, for the different services and, um. In some places, they uh, they can rape, beating, bite, cut you, and all that stuff. So they they you are a tool. I don't know sure. piece of piece of stuff that they buy and they can do anything with that, with it. But again, by the grace of God, that I was in a place that they could not harm me. They like, but I've been like raped so many times. Like my body never been precious and priceless to me so actually I felt that this was a great for me because I was able to make a cut of some of the money that I made Mm. and um, nobody was like raping me or do anything like with me that I didn't want to do so that's another huge part because um, abuse like when they pay money they can do whatever they want so So that's my and when I paid them all my dues like for almost two years and I didn't want to be there so they didn't want to hold me kind of against the will but I didn't have like no documents or nothing so I couldn't just walk away so when we decided they let me go and it was so interesting because in Israel I was um I was. Going on the plane, and I was stopped by the customs, and they look, I don't have a visa. They they didn't they didn't arrest me. They didn't investigate why so you didn't
2: have a visa to be in Israel. In Israel. exactly. Yeah. So
0: I was there illegally for all this mm-hmm. time, and they just look to each other. They're like, I'm like, this is so bizarre. Everybody knows. Okay, young girl coming back to. Ukraine with no visas and stuff. Where have you been? Because like for two years because I have a visa flying into uh Cairo. Nobody cares. So they just give me a passport, they brought me um and I came home. So I thought I'm gonna start a new life because I've saved saved up some money. But one of my trusted bodyguards who said I'm gonna be arrested because like um I was illegally here Cheated me out of all of my possessions that I accumulated there, and um, my trustworthy aunt stole and spent all my money, so I literally came to zero again. And I was so heartbroken by this betrayal that, because that I have been harder than to.
2: everything else because it's
0: yeah, I didn't trust people. This is two people who I like trust after so much brokenness, mm. so I'm. I didn't know what to do, so I started using heroin again. And in um, my city, one of my friends become uh, a drug lord, so become his right hand. So my job was bring the drugs, collect the money, go pay the cops, you know, pay the mafia. This is what I was doing. And I had unlimited amount of drugs, power, and influence. And it's so interesting because right after this Israel story, it took me 10 years, guys, when that seed started to flourish. So don't think about, oh, now everything is wonderful. Although secretly I was praying with my grandpa and I was actually checking to tell him that I pray for him in Israel because my faith was so new Mm
2: -hmm. and I
0: have no one to guide me. What to do afterwards, so if you read the prayer of salvation, which is like really easy, just google, but um, you need a person who you can trust with and uh, preferably Christian because they will give you steps, you know like where to go, what to do, and it's not hard and overwhelming. it's not like getting the job interview or anything like that, so you're gonna be prompted and you'll find the answers but I was alone in atheist country. But my grandpa actually bought the cross and he keeps saying to me, God saved me. I'm like, this is so bizarre that he's saying that because, like, my grandparents, like, hardcore, like, there is no God. There is the communism because they were so brainwashed by this system. they like, not communists, but uh, they believe I did this. Like, my grandma, I work for it. I get the job. I pay for my apartment. I buy food. And I ask her, well, you woke up breathing, you know, and they're like, oh, I am breathing. I woke up. No, you cannot say that because like <laughs> it's not promised, you know, but it's kind of like stumble. But yeah, I still was a chicken to tell him that I prayed for his life. And it took like another 10 years he was alive, but not only he was alive. So he had a stroke. He was in coma for a week already that time. So there was no symptoms of the heart, that or stroke whatsoever. He could speak, he could work. So it was like miraculous healing. Okay. That's where I knew that it was God. He not just woke up from the coma. He's like bounced back like from his bed, you know. God yeah. save me. So that was really cool. And I have him in my life for all this time. But um um, three years, years later, I was literally like doing like a dose of five people. I knew I can be um, go to jail for what I'm doing or being killed for these drugs. And uh, yeah, and I keep hearing you made for more. You know, you made for more. So second time I'm quitting in <laughs> by myself.
2: Oh, wow. And so- um, so I just, I that. just want
0: to be uh-huh. this is gonna be the, the part. So I quit the drugs. I tried to have a normal job, but nothing worked out for me. So I sold myself second time in human trafficking because this is only one way I could leave my country. Oh, wow.
2: So, and this is say one that again.
1: of the reasons why um, the, the, it's survival.
2: Mm. So sometimes
1: people say, but you knew. You know your experience was so bad. Why did you go back? People who are, have never been in su- in that life, right? But it, when you get to understand that this is the only one of the ways that you survived, and so this is um, um this really is all about survival.
0: Yeah, because it's it felt better be trafficked and be prostitute and get paid and have. Drugs rather than just go into the ground as a drug a
2: drug addict or die of overdose and just cemetery, oh, wow, so you sold yourself into trafficking again, and where did you end up? Well, I said
0: I wanted to go back to the Israel, but after nine eleven happened, like no Jewish people cannot get back. And um, I said to them, I'll go anywhere. So they trafficked me to Canada. But in Canada, uh, one girl got deported right before me. So they thought, you know what? We need to make sure that you're legal. And the craziest part, that I was so broken. And they thought, like, I'm I'm so compliant. I'm a slave. You don't understand that this... Kind of lifestyle, this is my identity. I was a slave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You tell me what to do, I'll do it. i oh, mm. and stuff. And I was obedient. You tell me, like, walk here, I walk here. Because there is nowhere to go, no other thing to do. But here in Canada, they give my uh, documents to the government and start the process for me to become a citizen. So I
2: realized, oh, the human traffickers, the people that you were basically held your slave. Okay, but
0: it was better for them because they paid 10 grand for me to be here, so Mm. I cannot be deported because it's a loss. Yeah, and because there are like so much threat, like I kill you, I kill your family, I kill everything around you, so you don't really go go anywhere,
1: and you're isolated
0: exactly. And then there is no language, you're in different country, you don't know the law of the land, you don't know how to speak. So I actually said I like to communicate with the clients, we need to learn English. One of the ladies, that time girls, who stayed with me, we live in the same basement, uh, she refused to go. So I went to these ESL classes by myself. So around 25 years old, I was there when somebody first time
1: that this is it keeps getting better and better this is a story of resilience and you always say a phrase throughout today that we've been talking that you were made for more so this is god's testament it's in you that you were made for more that why didn't the other lady also have the same thoughts as, you know, I want to communicate better and be able to maybe escape or just have be able to navigate life in this new country? But you, still resilient, decided to, no, I'm still going to do this. I'm not going to feel um in as much as how i feel about myself i don't know how to speak the language no matter what people say because people were saying things to you um based on on the book but you still went to to the classes so it is a story of resilience that you should never give up and that god never gives up on you absolutely so i just wanted to interject on that
0: absolutely <laughs> That time I was not thinking about escaping. All I was thinking I need to learn communicate in this country so I can speak. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, you probably notice why <laughs> but the point is uh when I went to school and school was it's for like second language uh for newcomers, so there was mm-hmm. like a bunch of other people um from different countries, they actually told me about human rights. So I'm like oh, around 25 years old. First time I heard about human rights, I heard that my body is sacred and like and all that stuff. And it's it was shocking to me that I actually can go to police and be protected. So I'm start getting those messages that I'm safe here. If I'm gonna go ask for help, I'm gonna be safe. And now it's coming to my mind, if you guys ever have like encounters like with the police or somebody like threw you over, like honestly, just find another person that you can trust. There is people who help you. I work with the organizations who help survivors that I support right now because they doing the job that I wish was there for me. And that's why I'm speaking about them as well. And you can find all the resources on my website. I want to you guys to know that there's huge variety of help available and it's free as well so whatever you need just there's researches please don't think that you're alone whatever you need you you can find so that time before excuse me We're um, to have
1: to. <laughs> your, your throat is getting dry
0: I know like and it's I had no idea, but now lots of talking
1: Fumi, you're going to have to get more of the story later.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, just summarizing. So I just took a chance and I ran away. And I live in shelter. And uh, I learn English from level zero. I think, like, first six months I went on welfare so I can go to school. And then I went to uh, um, government credit school and I got a job. And I became a hairstylist. So that's how I started building my empire. Uh, I was a hairstylist for 16 years. And two of those years, I owned the hair salon. But wow. while, while I was in the hair school, I got to take the kitchen. I met oh, yeah. my husband. And guess what? He's That's what husband. I wanted
2: to ask. Like, How did you meet your husband? Oh, my gosh. And he's a <laughs> how did you son.
0: That's how God brought me like, from... The brothel through hell to the heaven, and I'm like, No way, i ever gonna be married. But you know what? I saw this the second man in my life who I saw Jesus through. You know, he's wow. not perfect, he has his own trauma. You know, nobody's perfect, but I saw him shining, and that's what God loves me through that man. And I actually, it's gonna be um, so. 18 years we are together, and just recently I said to him, you must be, really love me to stick with me through all the craze no. of our life. And he said to me, that actually blew me away. He said, I love you 20%, the rest of it is commitment. And that's what I realized because I I committed to him first too because it took me a while to figure out, like, that I love him actually. But I love God in him. I love how he treated me. I love how we set the boundaries from beginning, and um, and I love how he's like never walk away. And that was the commitment part. And now, only now, it's been like probably last. Last fall, I said to him, Wow, like I actually feel like myself. I know who I am, I know where I'm going, I know like everything's so clear. And um, we start working on our marriage too. Now our kids are older, and we're realizing, Oh my gosh, there's so much mess in our relationship that we have to rebuild. But the fact both of us just decide not to walk away and just work on it and work on it Mm -hmm. because. Life, it's not easy. And marriage and the kids, everything, it's not easy. But what happened is when I met him, I was with my best friend. And she goes, like, she said that in my wedding. She's like, I was number one. We were, like, want to be partying, be single forever. Well, actually, she wanted to have a family. But she thought, I'm never going to have, like, any, like, relationships, like, serious. And she said, when you met your husband, you felt hard and fast. And I'm thinking that would be stupid to pass like everything what? there because I had like this checklist, and he just he was just above and beyond, and that was the right oh. choice. But I do believe that the Holy Spirit to he like just draws to each other, and through him, through his family loving me, all Christian people they brought me to church, and our daughter already was born, and then um, I give my life to Christ, but. I'm so grateful that he actually called me into relationship with him when I already have any boyfriend and a baby and a home because I believed if I could get everything that I want, then I have peace, then I have worth and value, then I have this, like, stop these nightmares and stuff. So I had a baby, healthy baby, after everything I've done. But I had so much paranoia that she gonna die and I'm useless mother I have like huge Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome I thought like I'm gonna be dead million times over now I have to be housekeeper and I'm comparing myself to his uh, church going sisters and his mom and his family that is normal I'm doing Mm -hmm. quotation marks they eat together they pray together like you know the kind of like church vibe and I'm like obnoxious and rude and different color hair and tattoos and my tongue pierced and I'm loud and I'm crazy and I don't know where I fit in in the society during the day that's like not my life at all I have to really learn everything and then we're getting pregnant and it's like getting my hormones get out of whack so now I'm clean from drugs postpartum hit me so hard probably took me wow. like four or five years to recover he's like very young he becomes like crazy workaholic to support us so i'm alone in new country with hardly any language no help no support because his family live in u.s that time so it was like more health than when i was on drugs because i'm trying to be a good mother, so again, I'm like anxiety, panic attacks, end up in the hospital, cannot breathe and then when God met me, he said, look you have everything, you have your home, man who loves you, who treats you well clean clean house, healthy child, and still there's no peace, no self love, no confidence, no time no anything and plus like on top of it I got really big because I was eating, I was on medication, because I couldn't breathe, so everything that I drew worth and value from was gone, so uh, that's where God met me, that was like really rock bottom, and when I give my life to Christ, nothing really changed around me, but I just felt so loved, and Mm -hmm. that was like performing part kind of like gone, I still want to do like show up for people differently, but I do believe because of this baby and because of this man and because God's saying like I can help you. Come on, like we can do this together. When I have my twins, because the same year I give my life to Christ, I got baptized, um, and we got pregnant with twins. So when <laughs> I got pregnant with twins, it was like night and day. It's like almost like God's partner up. He's like, you do what you can here and I'll do impossible. I'm like, okay, I need peace. I need peace. I need peace. And this one, this is one thing that I never had in my life. It's peace. And what happened is my one of the ladies in the church called me like first week when I give my life to Christ or somewhere there. And she said, do you have a Bible? I'm like, I don't know. I think so. So my mom-in-law actually gave me the Bible four years prior to that and it was on my shelf, and I pull it out, and it has my name on it. And I'm like, oh, God knows my name. Like, I start saying that stuff. And she said, do you know how to look up the verses? I said, no. She's like, okay, doing this way, that way. And this one, the first verse, it's Philippians 4, 4 and 9. Honestly, this is what God gave me, and that's my life verse because he gave me peace. And beyond all understanding. But the coolest part that I can pray about anything and everything and all the time and he's like, Okay, now there is the peace. Like honestly he always show up with peace. So there you go, that is my story. So oh, yeah.
2: i can listen yes, to you all day uh
1: we can do, we can let you go on and on but we are we i can all. listen
2: to you all day and i
0: was
1: surprised that
0: god called me to speak i don't know what God you wanted for my life but
2: <laughs> well god knew you can speak so he, he, he equips us with everything we need and that is our verse for this podcast that we have everything that we need mm. for life and godliness, and God gave that to us, so we don't think we have it in us mm. and I think your testimony is a is an example of what Peter was saying when he said, "God has given you everything you need for life and godliness because now you're looking at your story." retrospectively and you saw God in every part of it because he was with you every time he created you and he made you in his likeness and image so even when you are in your darkest time darkest moments in life what is within you that God that is within you has never left never never left you just were not you did not know how to activate that power that you had within you, that godliness, that life that God gave us when he when He formed us in our mother's womb. Even though we feel like we're a mistake, even though we feel we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, God has still given that to us. That's how powerful I think that verse is. I like that you said that bodyguard planted a seed of faith in your heart considering he probably was that was not his A1 job that he wanted and you were not in the place that you should be you were thrust in there but it's also to us Christians people that already know who God is To never feel like the one word that you can say to somebody is going unnoticed or doesn't have any power.
0: Or even our lives, too. I was watching him and I'm like, what is this, man? Like, how he can be so shiny? And now I'm so grateful that people see me like that. I'm like, this is all God. This is not us. I'm That's actually what moved me to leave that kind of situation because I felt that I I was not worthy or don't deserve this audience and God still show up and answer my call. So Mm. I wanted to do something. So I decided to leave. And trust me, guys, you never would leave this kind of situation alive unless you have been rescued or you died again. So how did you
2: leave? How did you get out of being a trafficked person, like just give us a little bit about how you how you left that life to the next stage in life.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you so much, Lena. Thank you very much. And one thing I want to draw out of this conversation, um, I know we have so many nuggets in here, but one thing, speaking to that person that your story feels like Lena's story like you probably have been abused when you were little or you um you voluntarily took yourself to to do things that you know were not right or you were thrust into it um she, she went through all of those parts if you listen to the story and you read that book but one thing that you um pulled out was like you did the work you went through the things here on earth that we can do talk to the people find people that we trust Mm -hmm. go through the therapy do the work on yourself Mm -hmm. and now you're able to pass that peace that love you in that mindset that you're able to give back to people even from your pain even using that story as the springboard to go and some of us some of our stories might never have the biggest platform but within us we have that piece we've done the work to get to the place where we are able to say i'm good god loves me and i'm good i my past is my past but i am i'm okay god loves me for who i am who he made me to be and not give up and not end our lives because we think no we're not worth to the people that may be around us you're worth so much more and god can use you can can actually make you well he has already made you he's given that to you but god can use your story your persona because like that guy it was his he he didn't even have to speak have to speak his persona made you attracted to him so some of us might never have the platform to tell our stories but people see god's light in us and i just wanted to bring those out
1: period yes exactly And and
0: our past, like for me, my past become my purpose and my mission, and that's what I think God allows us to come through like horrific stuff and survive, so we can take care of others, so we can say I understand. That's why, like when when I ask God, okay, like I'm gonna coach in this moment, like am I an expert? And then because I like I start believing that I have no skills because I invest my skill in my hands-on skill with my mm-hmm. hair style. I was so good. And now like at forty one I'm starting from scratch, my speaking career and the book writing. I didn't speak English and now you want me to be a writer. But honestly, <laughs> he brought everything and I have a podcast and I speak and it was so interesting because when I start looking into my skills, my life skills make me an expert. Mm -hmm. So I would never wish the my past didn't happen. I want that to happen because of who I am today, who I am now. He doesn't waste anything. So some of the stuff that I'm learning, of course, in school right now, but I am being made for it. And I did my uh, uh, life um, personality test and life coach was number one for me. So I'm like, okay, God, I guess you made me for this job. Yep. And guess what? Women, you tell me why you cannot be loved, why you cannot be confident, why you cannot be the best you can be. I, I would say, hit me. Come up, come up like with any reason because nothing you can tell me in this world that I'm never going to judge you. I'm never going to think anything about you because I've been there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: know it's possible because I yeah. am a proof. That's what God wants me to do to tell you that it's possible. So you yeah. want it. So you want it. And you go and get it with Him. Partner up. Like, He's like an amazing partner. But mess is going to become your message. Doesn't matter if you have a platform or your life going to be a platform. You still can be that link who is going to make a change for a better.
2: Amen. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Just in guys. case you did not. That's why we couldn't so cancel this. Exactly. Listens, Just in no case way. your pastor did not preach a New Year message, this is Thank it. This is all you need. This is all you need. Yes. Share it with somebody. Yes. Touch up, um, contact Lena on Absolutely. her website, her Facebook, her Instagram. Connect with her podcast is there for you to connect with listen to other people that she talks to even as she weaves her story in there share this message with people everywhere because you know her story might be totally different from yours but i bet you you can see something in yours that you can say i can do this if she did that I can
0: mm-hmm. my final words, honestly, it's not too late, wherever you are at your faith maybe you've been Christian for a while, and some like now your relationship kind of like got stuck, and you think that because your mistakes, God's not gonna look at you again, you know, because comparing God to people, if you didn't have a good father, you sometimes think that God treats you this way. But he's so miraculous, and his ways, it's not our ways, and his thoughts, not our thoughts. And he loves you so much. Just think about yourself as a baby. That's why I'm thinking, you know, a baby sometimes, a toddler, you know, if you fall down, he will lift you up as many times as you need. So please come to him, because sometimes that separation creates pain in us. And it's grieving him, because he Mm -hmm. wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. But if you one of the person who never heard people speaking like that and now thinking like, whoa, her life was so messed up and now it feels like she's healed and redeemed and forgiven and the way she's speaking and um, it feels like a different life, maybe I can have that as well. And I'm telling you, if God did this for me, he will do it for you. God's hand is not too short. Mm-hmm. And he wants you. And um, the story of my father, too, he gave his life to Christ on his deathbed. you know, because he saw the transformation in me. And I believe that he's in heaven. And that's an amazing reward. Can you imagine for me to think I was a prostitute, drug addict, alcoholic? I'm going to heaven. And I know that 100%. You know how? I already know his peace and grace and hope here. Mm-hmm. My heaven already started. Mm-hmm. So, as viewers, mm-hmm. like if you open your heart and just pray the prayer of salvation, and the God will open the doors and bring you people. Like He will guide you mm-hmm. and walk beside you in the, His path. Just be honest and open. Just give all your cares mm-hmm. to Him because He loves you and He wants you in His mm-hmm. family. There you go, I mean.
1: Tell us where we could get the book, and if people want to reach out to her. Where they can uh, do so, any contact, social media, etc. Then she can give us the final words. Absolutely. Some people might still be itching, like, okay, but where do we get this book? Where do we get this book?
0: Absolutely, it's on my website. It's Lena L E N A Cibula C E B U L A at ca but you can get on amazon.ca amazon.com as well and uh, through my website you can communicate as well with me but if you want to shoot me email and you want a signed copy you can do at at gmail.com or you just can Google my name. Honestly, after like last three years, my son said, You know, I Google your name. You're everywhere. You're a celebrity. <laughs> and thank God because honestly, I want to like hide uh, because of my past. And I was really scared that uh, my face going to be all over the place. But honestly, God is so miraculous. I, I trust Him and He been leading me and when I Google myself and I see, I'm like, okay, that means more
2: people can see and know my story. Reminder, you have what it takes, you just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do what you're created to do. Visit our website, ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite all the sisters to the lounge.